You're a character vacuum uh, to me. Oh, thank you. As in, in that you suck I gather really interesting characters no, and present them. No, you, you suck the character out of me. Okay. Uh, not well, sexually. That's not a sexual thing. <laughs> well, that's not character that comes out, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> that's, You're looking very yeah. cash. I like this angle. Bro, I got some. I got some. I got some news for you. Quite frankly, okay, right off the top, should we? Well, it, it, right, it relates to my uh, appearance. Okay, um, so You've let me join the convent. I wish, I wish, I went. So I got a couple of blood tests. Well, no, I got a blood test today. I had to get a blood test, um, and an ECG. You know what that is? I do an electrocardiogram. No, oh, okay. Well, I didn't. Um, <laughs> So I, we've got actually pathology like a minute walk away from our house. So That's real handy. I was like, I'll go get a blood test. 8.30 a.m. Oh, that was a mistake. We're having two different conversations. No, 8.30 a.m. I, I, look, my experience as someone who also grew up with pathology at the end of my street, a one-minute walk away, was oh, that yeah. everyone was like, I'll get there at the start. I'll get there before the doors open. And then there's a fucking queue of 30 people. And if you just walk in at 9.30 after it's open, there is no queue at all. That's my experience. Well, that that may be your experience, but it wasn't mine because there was only one guy ahead of me. Okay. So I didn't have to wait very long, and I thought, you know, I'll go, I'll go get a blood test and whatever the ECG thing is, could be anything, and I'll come back and I'll be ready for work at nine a.m. Mm. And I I was second in line, and I got called up. And by the way, the first person that went ahead of me. They were like this old kind of Asian couple and they clearly didn't speak much English, but the doctor himself was uh, of Asian appearance, I'll say that. And um, and they were asking, on the way out, they were kind of asking, uh, you know, what do I need to do with the... Yeah, what's, what happens next? Specimen. And he goes, he's like trying to spell it out to them in kind of like broken English, like wee wee in cup, then back here in... Yeah, on the desk. Uh-huh. And they go, wee wee, wee wee. Anyway, this guy, this doctor was like so frazzled for 8 30 a.m. He was so frazzled. And, you know, for someone who's gonna put needles in your arm, um, not given the best kind of vibes, I would say. What it, um, it, does this place open at like 8 a.m.? Like what are we talking here? Has he been working all night? Is it 24 hours or is this brand like fresh? Honestly, he 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 no, they opened at 8 30, but Wow. Um, he he looked like he had been up all night or something. Like <laughs> okay. he he clearly wasn't. He was like he was erratic. He was like I don't know. He's like kind of like Woody Allen, like you know, <laughs> neurotic. Yeah, a rapist. Um, <laughs> I don't even think oh, Woody Allen was a rapist. Yeah, I was going to say it, this is actually out of brand for you. Yeah, Woody Woody, if you're listening, big fan um, of your creative work. Um, <laughs> And so he like he calls me up and he's just like, okay, uh, do you have the paper? Uh, you know the referral paper. Look at it. Okay, um, please take off your shirt. Um, okay, and then he's like kind of f- finding little bits and bobs, and I'm just sitting there, I'm like topless, and I'm just like, why did this he guy's- make you take your oh for the ECG? Right, 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 right. ECG. Right. And then he's he's like, okay, please take off your top. And I'm sitting there shirtless. He's got he's like trying to get the the needle out. And then he's getting the the kind of the the whatever the, cables, the thing is. Yeah. Uh, no, but no, it wasn't the cables because it was the blood first. It's like oh, the right. pad that kind of sanitizes your arm. Gotcha. Yeah. And he's he's 
He opens it from the packet and it flicks out and like hits me in the face. <laughs> no exaggeration. Literally yeah. hits me in the face. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, this guy's kind of on a on a on a mission here. Does the blood easy? That's fine. I mean, if there's now, anyone who's gonna have access to hard drugs and syringes, it's the guy that works in pathology. How much do you reckon this guy had a little bit of an under-the-counter sitch where he was getting a little <laughs> bit of something-something and maybe he turned up to work with a little bit of something-something still around? Yeah, Nick, I think I'm picking up what you're putting down because I love it when you go into your 1930s Inspector Gadget voice. A little bit of something-something, see? A little bit of something-something, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> um. I don't think it was on drugs. I think he's just a bit stressed. Anyway, does, now I didn't know what an ECG was. And so I went in there and I, he he's starting to hook up uh, electrodes. I don't know what the fuck it is to my body. And then he very casually just comes up and says, uh, okay, so I'm just going to, I'm just going to shave you real quick. And he just starts going <laughs> on my chest. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So he shaved uh, and not, uh, not well. Uh-huh. He shaved into for medical my chest. purposes, not for aesthetic purposes. Definitely not for aesthetic purposes. Now, let me tell you: A wasn't expected to get shaved. B wasn't expected to be so hard afterwards. <laughs> or him. Yeah. Um, so I'm, 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 I'm sitting there, and but I don't have like a, a huge amount of chest hair, but like I've got a decent amount. Yeah. Anyway, I came back home after this ECG with two circles mm-hmm. and Lauren, Lauren on our first date said to me that, you know, she really loves chest hair. So, you know, oh. I've, I've never even, I've never considered even. Yeah. This wasn't on the table. Shaving. Yeah. Never done that. Actually, what she actually said was, I like men who look like men, which I thought was interesting Ooh, for a pretty like progressive, now. Yeah. progressive lady. Uh, but, you know. Um, yeah. Real and- homophobic. A little, a little transphobic too, if you ask me. Um, Very good point. I don't think this is know, a good person. Have you considered not marrying? Well, I'm starting to now because she's, you know, I, I'm, I'm thinking she's doubting whether or not she's ever going to sleep with me uh-huh. again. Uh-huh. I mean, we've slept together. <laughs> not, not in uh, God's but... eyes yet. <laughs> um, and so I was left with this conundrum. What do I do? Do I, do I, do I let? The, do I just try and wait for the hair to grow back in an yeah. uneven patch yeah. or do I shave the whole thing? And then have the even regrowth. Yeah. And clearly you shaved it all off. Here we go. Finally. Tits out on the podcast. Oh, I don't that's, like this. That's that's a smooth chest. That's it's a, smooth. It's, it's weird. weird. It is weird. And I don't it's even look at your weird. chest very much, but it's not how I picture your body. It's very, yeah. it's a little bit Ken. It is a little bit Ken. It's weird because, well, a, I, it kind of makes my my nipples look wider uh, for some reason. Like it's it's optical illusion, but it's like because I like, was like, why? why all of a sudden, there's just this like vacuum that? between the two of them, and, and the distance <laughs> it just yeah, looks so it, much it, bigger. It's strange, but I was like, I didn't under, I didn't know how 
how much of my my self identity or my self image was tied up in my my body hair. Never even thought about it. Never yeah. considered it. Yeah. So now I'm like now I'm like a now I'm having an identity crisis. I'm like a I'm like a shaved. I'm like a no body hair guy. It's weird. Yeah. And I was thinking, you know, as someone who's you know obsessed with their own body image, like how yeah. do you kind of you know think of your body hair in in relation to that? Well. For me, it's more the other way because, like, growing up, like, I definitely didn't have body hair. Like, I was I was not a hairy, like, teen through puberty. I definitely couldn't grow, like, a beard or anything like that. I, mm. you know, maybe had the tiniest little sort of, like, treasure trail maybe, but that was about it. Don't, don't call it a treasure trail, Nick. Well, that's what the name what's, is. What's the treasure? <laughs> well, it's penis treasure, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I was sort of self-evident, wasn't it? I wanted you to say it. Well, I'm happy to talk about the treasure that is my dick. So this isn't this isn't anything but your own self-consciousness. Going to send your mum this episode. <laughs> good luck getting it. We'll listen. Listen um, to this one, Philippa. This okay. is a good one to listen to. Just this first <laughs> ten minutes. So uh, anyway, the point being that it was only like in uni when I went overseas for like over like travel for several months that I was like, I'm just going to see what happens if I don't shave, see what happens if I yeah. grow that beard. And mm. it was only then that I started to get the sort of patchy beard thing, which thankfully over the subsequent years is now sort of evened out. Um, yeah. But with that has come like a little bit of chest hair. But honestly, if you were to be like, shave it off, you need to like have an ECG or whatever. And they shaved it off. I'm like, look, there's not enough there that it really matters to me. You know, it hasn't been part. Of, it has. It's like meeting a friend during uni, and you like spend a lot of time together, and then they go off somewhere great, and you're like, I'm really happy for them. I hope the future's <laughs> bright, okay. and maybe we'll meet again someday. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, well, I'm cursed with having a gorgeous uh, rug, I guess. Um, so. You know, I was going for a real Tom Selleck thing, and now I'm just yeah, like you said, I'm uh, now I'm just Ken, Michael. <laughs> I'm just a super hot porcelain man. If there's anything you should take away, it's that society still rewards Ken at the expense of everyone else. So I wouldn't be too worried. And thank God for that. Welcome to Deep Fort, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us here, episode two two one. That's your lucky number out there. Then this is your lucky episode. Um, this is a podcast in which we. Just talk about important things back and forth a little bit until we've resolved the issue and made everyone's day, I'd say, 5 to 7% better. Seeing through the internet with me this week, my friend, Michael. Hey. Hello. Thanks for having me. Great to be on the Deep Four podcast. Finally, you've taken the intro seriously like I've always asked. My name is Nick. Hi. Hi, Nick. Hi. So. You've moved rooms. Are you, are you feeling yeah. more settled in your house now? You got a, you got an office set up. You got a nice outlook there. You got a plant. You look at this cash. is the office. Well, I'm this asking. This is the office. No, this is the off. This is the office. Like so, I have moved into the office, and honestly, I have hijacked Lauren's office space. So she's got a desk with a monitor and a laptop riser, oh. and it's a standing desk in a window. The window is it looks very there, nice. But, it was good. It's good. It's not, I mean, I'm showing you the best part of the room. I'll mm. say that. Um, but it's nice. It's coming together. The house is coming together. I spent, you know, we're both working from home. So you got that thing where, you know, if we're both in meetings at the same time, what do you do? I'm just in the, I, I'll just happily do it on the sofa and yeah. um, kind of stare out the window. But 
Um, yeah, the house come together. It's okay. You're both working from home, so you're able to do it 24-7 from home? I'm doing four days in, uh, and she's doing two or three days in. Okay, right. Uh, so sorry, you... sorry. Four days four days working from home, that was. Oh, right. Yeah, four yeah. days out. Yeah, uh, four days I don't, okay, well, I don't, I'm lost in this analogy. <laughs> in, in the office is the classic way to think about it, right? I, I should say that, but like out is like, you're not out at home, you know? It's very. Sure. I, it's I see, I see actually with the linguistic minefield we've walked into here. I think we should Four spend days. another five more minutes talking this through. <laughs> You've wanted a theme, buddy. We got a theme <laughs> right off the bat. Great. Four days, I'm four days working from home. And she's two days working from home, so it's not actually that big of a deal. Okay. Um, but, yeah, no, how's it coming together? Doing okay. How are you? Yeah, I'm pretty good, thank you. I'm sort of in a little bit of a work um, role at the moment. Like I said on our last podcast, we're putting in a, um, a show prop at the moment, so there's been a mm. bit of work for that, which is going well. Um, and, cool. yeah, about a week left until that has to all be in, so we're just we're, we're on track, which is good. Love that. Love yeah. to hear that. Otherwise, Keeping busy. How's, how's Casey? I never ask about Casey. You never do. Um, no, he's pretty well. And it, weirdly, he never asks about you either. So maybe it was reciprocal. But um, That's fucked up. It is fucked up, right? I'm special. Um, maybe I should have a word to him. I say, Michael's, he was really upset to know that you hadn't asked about him in a while. Do it off mic. Okay, I'll do it off mic. Yeah. Um, but he's well. He's at the gym at the moment. And. Um, we're going to go do for like a hike on the weekend. So uh, thank you for peeking behind the curtain here. We're recording a little bit early this week. Um, little Thursday night pod. I actually, I actually quite, I quite like this time slot. It's a bit tricky for us because it's, it's dinner time for both of us, really. It's 6, <laughs> yeah. 6 p.m. my time, 8 p.m. your time. You have it worse. But, uh, yeah, but uh, I don't know. I think it's kind of better. I think I'm like on f- like... We'll, we'll wait and see, but I I think that's where my brain's firing a bit okay. better. It's like so you're in fight or flight mode, and you're like, I need food. I'm scavenging. I'm looking out. I'm alert. I'm watching. I'm ready with my zingers. Well, I, I was a bit peckish before, and then I went out went out and grabbed some some crackers. Called the brand was called Peckish. I thought that was pretty neat. <laughs> I was okay, like, so oh, I, that's sorry, what this, I am. The brand this, is what I am. So this was sorry the evidence that you were switched on and ready for a great pod. <laughs> we've got is... plenty more plenty more of these <laughs> okay great all right um, well, well let's not the... dawdle then you know if you've got stories okay. or um topics or things let you know fire well, away I, uh, i will fire away uh i've got a couple of I've got a couple of dinner fiascos that i've had oh and these are short short and sweet but okay. i know you love a good dinner fiasco i love a df now hey um all right so the first one is a kind of mini fiasque okay. um is just, is just kind of just floating up the top. Is this myths? Are we in myth territory? No. Well, I've got, no. got a myth. I'll, but that's right. I'll throw it on in the you end. Myth me at the end. <laughs> it felt very odd coming out of my mouth. <laughs> yeah, you've already been shaved by a man today. Oh, boy. All right. Um, where was I? Oh, I'm a bit, f- a bit flustered. Um, <laughs> you had a mini dinner fiasco. Yeah, think of it as an entree. Um yeah, so I, you know, I got invited to dinner with a with a friend, you know, as well, um, the other day, and we're kind of we're kind of like a little bit cautious about stepping back into the 
social scene. Yeah, you know, since being back, it's it's you been and surprising. Lauren, me and Lauren, sorry. Yeah, we've been a little bit like you know we want to take it slow because it feels like I think I said it maybe last week uh, that it's like taking a, a, a like a cold shout like a social ice bath or something. Yeah. So we got invited to a dinner, uh-huh. a birthday dinner. Nice. It wasn't our birthday; it was our friend's birthday. I get it. I know <laughs> okay. when your birthdays are. We got we got invited on a Tuesday, so late booking Tuesday night. It's kind of a late idea. And then we confirm Tuesday night for a thir- Thursday evening dinner at right. seven PM. Fast turnaround. Um, on the Thursday, I'm talking to the host. Yeah, the birthday the Thursday boy. morning, birthday boy, and he happens to mention that there's thirty people going. I'm like, whoa, okay. Oh, you know, different in my kind head, of party. It was, it was a, it was maybe a seven to ten, and now it's a thirty. Oh, so we're already we're like, okay. But then it turned out that we had to actually, you know, um, help Lauren's parents kind of move. So I had to, I had to tell him that we couldn't make it at five p.m. Right. So Ugh. two hours before the booking, and he said that, you know, that's, you know, he was very nice about it. Totally fine. Yeah. And I was, I, I kind of offered, you know, if they, if they have a cancellation, let me know, and you know, we'll pay. Thinking, yeah. you know, maybe ten dollars or whatever. Right. Cut to the next morning. Get a text. Hey, uh, they've charged us $45 a head for everyone that didn't come. Oh, what is this place? What? what Brutal. What is the... It's not even fancy. It's like a noodle place. Oh, but like like a, a funky modern twist on noodles? Like it's not, it's not, no. in, it's not like a Chinatown, tri- like... Uh, it is. It's. It's. It's maybe in between those two. It's in a. Oh. It's in a trendy area. Right. But it's traditional. Oh, forty five dollars anyway, a head. I guess they booked thirty though, right? I. Th- so I think what happened was, they thought, all right, thirty people here. You're just going to do the banquet. Yeah. Option. Yeah. I assume there's we'll, a banquet we'll cook option. For thirty people. And they cooked for thirty, but I did think it was a bit rich. But to be to be fair to uh, the birthday boy, he did say just you know just flick me forty five for one person. And yeah. I think he wore it. Uh, he had a few other cancellations. So yeah. anyway, that's, that's tough though. It's tough. It hurts. It hurts that because you because you don't do you get. Think, do you think being completely honest with yourself that the idea for the dinner was created on Tuesday night and you were invited on Tuesday night? Or if we're being completely honest with ourselves, had there been a cancellation and you had been added in because 30 people on the bill is a hell of a uh, price to pay? Um, So I I don't know, potentially. I mean, this is a very popular or at least a social, very social person. Social person. So I don't know. I, I mean, look. I would probably say that we were a last minute in, but I don't know. If it's who I I think it is, then they, they know you though. Like that. I think I would think I'm pretty high up on the rotation, but I mean, there's a large pool there. Anyway, this is the entree, Nick. Okay. So we copped the 40. So you paid, you paid the, you took the hit. I paid, paid 45 for a meal that we didn't have. Yeah. Paid for one. Hurts, but also, you know, we did cancel late. So that's, that's on us. Yeah. So the other dinner fiasco that I had uh, just on last Friday was we're going out to dinner. So Lauren's parent, Lauren's friends uh, live kind of about an hour outside of Melbourne. So they, they have a kid. They don't maybe get out much. 
very nice house, but they were like, you know, come up, come our way, take the train, spend the night, and we'll do something for dinner. We're like, yeah, that sounds nice. It'll be a cheap night in. Then on the day of, they're like, do you want to, do you want to, do you want us to do a barbecue or do you want to go out for dinner down the road? And we're like, oh, you know, whatever, whatever's easiest for you. You've got a kid, you know. Yeah. Like we don't want them to have to cook, even if it's a barbecue. We just look, you choose, we'll do that. Um, So they're like, oh, we'll just go to the pub down the road. We're like, easy, cool, let's do that. So get to the house, have a few drinks. The pub is like a minute walk away. So we're like, this is smooth sailing. We get there and right off the bat, but this is this couple is pretty well off, right? They're 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 you know, they're making a little bit of coin. Okay. Right? Yeah. Very yeah. nice house. And how would Inspector Gadget say that? <laughs> so we get there and right off the bat, the dad, very nice guy, orders four margaritas for the table, right? So there's two there's it's a it's a double date plus a three year old. <laughs> So we're, I'm assuming the three-year-old isn't. And he, but he did one of these things. He was like, the waitress comes over and he goes, uh, can we get four margaritas? Now, I haven't I haven't. You, I haven't oh, this said, is unprompted. Uh, this is just like taking control. Oh. Uh, this is my place. This is my local. Oh. I know what I'm doing here. And everyone here is going to want a margarita. So I will so, order for everyone. And I kind of did it like a, oh, okay, okay. Like, no, do you not like, like a margarita? Will you drink a margarita? I'll drink a margarita, but like, I probably wouldn't have ordered a margarita. No. no. And then it kind of does the oh, do, do you, the margaritas here are great. You guys want one? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Like, <laughs> yeah, we'll mate, go, you've already we'll decided. It's too late for the double checking. <laughs> yeah. So we get that. And uh, then they go, you know, the, the, this couple has been there many times before. And they're like, we always get, we just get the share platter. We like it's just it's just easy. It's simple. You get a bit of taste of everything. And we're like, uh, cool. Let's do that. Let's do that. What like you guys take the lead. What's what's what are we, we looking ha- at here? What's on the platter? This is uh, so. This is an argent. It's a, interesting. It's Argentinian. Argentinian food. platter. So local so pub. So they're talking chicken. We're talking steak. Uh-huh. Talking potatoes. Chimichurri okay. at yeah, the wazoo. Nice. Yeah. Dude, the food was the food was spectacular. Let me Uchi say that. Mama, yeah. Yeah, that's um, Vietnamese, I believe. But um, <laughs> you get the you get the idea, and the food was incredible. Dessert, you know, we got. I didn't stake in the margaritas. Just had a had just had beers after that, right? Yeah. We get the bill, and this is on a public holiday too. We get oh. the bill, and uh, and the uh, the other the the I don't know, the dad. Let's call him the dad, Lawrence friend. The patron. He looks at the bill. The, I'll say that. Looks at the bill, and goes, "Ooh, that's uh, that stings a little." And we're like, "Oh, what's uh, what are we, what are we, what are we up for here?" Lauren and Lauren and I are looking at each other. You know, okay. we're, we're let just me, let me just, from let's, living let's, overseas. Let's do this mental picture here. So you've had four mugs. You've all had a few drinks, maybe a couple of wines there afterwards. You've had a share platter for four. On a public holiday, slightly rural hotel pub. Mm. We're, we're in the 500, right? Four to five? Higher. 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 Oh, tell me. 660 bucks. No fucking way. 
six hundred and sixty dollars for a casual dinner. It was six hundred and sixty dollars. What the fuck were they making it from? It was like ten percent surcharge as well, which itself even was so like, that's six hundred dollars without the surcharge. I know, dude. I know, dude. It was brutal. What was it? It you, was the share look, platter and the. But how much is the, a share platter? Share platter's like eighty bucks. That doesn't I don't, sound like enough. But well, maybe the <laughs> Did share you platter check was the more. Bill? Like was yeah, we got the. Right? Well, they they gave us the bill because yeah. we had to like. Because then you had that thing. Because there's the other thing of like, there were some people ordering and not us ordering more margaritas oh. than then pints and stuff and then we were like and we're what like 25 dollars extra a a cocktail yeah and then but we're also staying the night and now it's like so we're just like let's just split it and it was heavily implied that we would split it um so we had yeah it was just like we just copped it um so it's very rough by the way, th- those two things happened in, the, in within within a week of each other. Fuck. So we've been in Kansas Tuna for uh, <laughs> seven hundred dollars on food, only one two. of which meal you went to. <laughs> it was it was rough. Jeez, Let that me is tell you that that's I think that falls properly in myth territory. That's that's not a <laughs> that's not a good outcome for anyone. No, it was it was tough, but I was trying to focus. I mean, Lauren's a bit more of a penny pincher than I am. Um, you know, she's she hates wasting money. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I'm just trying to. I mean, I like to for for, for, for if it's a great food experience, which it actually kind of was. Yeah. You know, I'm like, okay, we don't do this often. This is what I'm kind of justifying and yeah. justifying to myself as well as to her. Of course. You know, it was like we don't go out that much. You know, we've been eating 50 cent i was gonna say the contrast to what you've just had yeah i know yeah so there was that and it was like okay well we can write this off and just kind of like it does if you do actually kind of compensate for it you can kind of even it out over the because at the end of the day 150 160 70 each which is what it was in the long run you're not gonna really you know, yeah, you really uh, about that, you know. Yeah, it's not like you know a twenty thousand dollar car or you know one of those exactly. things where the you're thinking about ten years worth of like investment and all of these other levels to it. Like it, you have a nice night and you remember the nice night and you get a story exactly. out you of have, it. You know, you have memories and you get content. I mean, ultimately, I am, <laughs> which is all that we're after. I am, you know. Well, food and drink is probably my biggest indulgence. Like that's Same. that's legitimately the only thing I really spend money on. I'll buy you know books, I'll buy movie tickets, I'll buy games. But beyond that, like I don't even drink that crazily. Um, yeah, but I will. I'm an I'm a enough of a snob that when I go out to you know catch up with friends, go out for dinner, I want to go to a place that I'm going to have a nice meal at. And I like spending the money to that. That means something totally. to me. And I will no, very... I'm, I'm, I'm so with you on this. Like se- spending money on, on food and and even drinks if it's like at a nice wine or whatever. Yeah. Like I, I, I do actually value that so highly. I Yeah, I will um, happily declare myself a, you know, a, a, a wanker or a food snob or something. I like a good coffee. I like a good meal out. But that's my only real like indulgence. You know, I, I, yeah. I, I'm happy for that to be the thing that I'm a snob about. That's okay. 
Um, and if you have kids, they can just go to public school and that's fine. Learn the hard that's way. That's fine. I mean, it's all the same till year six anyway. Yeah. So anyway, um, if you want to, uh, if you want to send me a few dollars, <laughs> I've got uh, my up account. Uh, you can just pay ID me. Yeah. Um, Nick will put it in the chapter notes. I'll put it in the chapter. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> anything well, you can afford, just send it our way. Well, look, just because we're sort of in a grouch mood, I, I will accept that yours weren't necessarily myths. I just got, I got one myth to throw in here, and it and it came up myth today. On and my I face, just want, big fella. <laughs> I don't like the way that this podcast is going. <laughs> Nip all over my my smooth <laughs> Stop. dolphin chest. Stop. Alrighty, moving swiftly along. I got one. I got one. One quick little one here. That look, I get it. It's that time of year. You know, there's Cupid in the air and romance is coming. You know, fourteenth of February is just around the corner, and everyone's starting to look in the eyes of their beloved and thinking about what to do. But let's not call it V Day, guys. We don't have Vagina to call day. it. We don't have to call it V Day. It's not that yeah. hard to say Valentine's Day. We don't, no. this is unnecessary. It's not cool. It's not more fun to say. It's just weird. You know what it suggests? It suggests someone who thinks about V-Day a lot. Yeah. It's it's too, it's like too, it's, it's real. You're too inc- comfortable with it. It's incel energy is what it is. Is it comes across as like someone who's not really confident about themselves and overcompensating with this really unsettling interest. I you went for incel. I was thinking more like the girl at the office is like, so you're doing anything for Valentine's Day? Okay, I you can know, hear like, that as well. Like that, that I don't like that like, person either. The girl that's just like, oh, you know, I'm I'm so single. Like it will just be like very open about how single she is. Yeah. We don't need to she, do this. We don't need she, to I, abbreviate this. The no. the the most recent I've been watching Monarch, which is the, it's a bad TV show, but it's the Godzilla TV show. And they talk about the day that Godzilla came and they call it G-Day. No, don't do that. People talking about their B-Day. Yeah. Guys, we don't need to, you're riffing, do you know what you're riff, riffing on? You're mm. riffing on D-Day, the Normandy invasion. We we need, mm. we need to set some boundaries. We need yes. to set some boundaries because this is about a war and it can't be about your dick. Well, that is interesting because D-Day, B-Day, V-Day, they all kind of rhyme. <laughs> yes, Michael, that's so it, what I was so, getting at. So, so, so it, it is kind of riffing on D-Day. I just literally just said your point back to you. Yeah, you did. I mean, are there other days that we should be watching? Is is P-Day around the corner for St. Paddy's? What are you doing for St. P-Day? <laughs> C-Day C for Christmas? C-Day. It's just, it's too much. E-Day for Easter. Oh, fuck. Oh, don't wow. give all these people ideas because soon soon it's going to be inescapable. Well, let me riff on that myth uh, real quick while I got you in terms of shortening because I just saw that on my notes that I got something written down here. I've just started a new job. Okay. And 
I I swear we brought this up before, but people who I've met once have just started calling me Mike. Yeah. And I I just think, you know, look, it's I just think it's a bit of a stretch to go from Michael to Mike because a you're you're just kind of inventing letters because my <laughs> K K doesn't exist in my name. Yeah. And I it's, mean, it's, it's kind a of Brecky, but yeah. Well, I mean, you're not they're not shortening from Zabrecki. All I'm saying they're is just, they might have just struggled to spell your last name and a K slipped up front where it wasn't meant to. <laughs> but it it just kind of feels like, you know, someone's come into your house and started rearranging the furniture. You know, it's like or even just bu- or just bringing their own furniture into your house. Yeah. And it's kind of it's kind of the same. like it's like with Matt or Brad, Matthew, Matt Brad, Bradley, I mean, the letters are there. I get it, yeah. right? I guess Nick is kind of the outlier because there's no K in that either, but it yeah, just but feels like... Yeah, but you can like... sort of... If you fuck up an H a bit, it sort of looks like a K. Like you're halfway there. <laughs> it's like Cyrillic or something. <laughs> yeah. And also Nick is in Nicholas. Correct. So, but yeah. there's no Mike. Or oh, actually there is. I just... Well, That's... anyway. We can delete that bit if, if you don't like the point... fact that it disproves your point. <laughs> Just bleep it. Just bleep that out. <laughs> Straight through. Um, but anyway, just don't, just at least just ask. Like, just at least ask. And I'm talk- I'm not talking even verbally. I'm talking emails. Yeah. Like, I'll, I'll email someone, sign it off, Michael, and they'll be like, hey, Mike. And I'm like, well, That's okay. not me. I guess I'm Mike. Then you never have to reply to that person, though, because they haven't addressed it to you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's like, well, why haven't you replied to my email? Like, oh, I didn't oh, you, realize you that's that to Mike. Mike. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My name's Michael. Yes, I mean, that's, that's a, the that's most a passive good power, way. That's a good power move. That's a pretty yeah, good that's power good. move. That's good. That's good. It's very embarrassing for the other person as well. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you mean a totally different person to me? Oh, no. I- I'm Michael. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry oh, if I wasn't clear, but I that's not my that. name. That's not bad, Nick. Yeah. That's not bad. Look, I think as for both of us, our names sort of look like someone dropped a Scrabble board on the ground. So I'm sort of used to people fucking up names, you know, like... I Do you think, mean our last name? Yeah. Both of us. Mm. There's there's shit going on there that defies explanation. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's, I don't think it's that hard, to be honest. I don't think it's that hard. I don't think Shadell's hard. I don't think Zabrecki's hard. You think pronouncing also, it is hard, apparently. Also... Also, I, I feel like I make an effort with people not remembering people's names, but at least like spelling them or trying to pronounce it. I had a meeting wait, wait, the other day. Wait, 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 wait. How does that make any sense? You make an effort, but you can't remember the name. Just I spelling it. it. I was getting to it. I was getting to it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but saying, pronouncing it. I was in a meeting the other day it. and it was like a, a Zimbabwean lady and I... I went onto Google and I typed in the name mm-hmm. and I, I literally practiced for five minutes how to say it. That's and then good. I was hoping to blow her mind. Yeah. And then I said it and I, pre- I, I, I literally, I, I nailed it, Nick. I nailed yeah. it. And this is like a long name. This has got yeah. like seven syllables in it. Wow. And I was like, oh, hey, uh, I can't remember what it was because I can't remember names. But she, she, she didn't blink an eye. She was like, oh, hey, Mike. <laughs> I was like... <laughs> I just spent seven minutes just trying to practice your name in a oh, language you I don't a speak. Fucking medal? Oh, this generation always wanting prizes for shit. Oh. <laughs> there's the white savior coming again. Yeah. Um, anyway, good time. Good time. Good energy on this pod. Good energy. This is a six p.m. Good six, six p.m. energy. Yeah, and you you got a beer in hand, which is probably helping. 
Um, yeah. This is my drinking a rose tea energy. I don't know if you've been was, wondering why I'm so excited. <laughs> you can call it a rose if you want. Um, <laughs> what's that say on your mug there, Nick? I was trying to read it before. <laughs> this is going to take Fish. so much explanation. Fish. Fish. Where, where's, where's the, the juice, juice in, in that? that? Fish, where's the juice in that? Okay. Some nerd reference, isn't it? No, it's not. This go. is No, it's not, actually. This is just going to take a... This is a long walk, but we've started, we've been dropped in the wilderness, and now we have to get our way back to civilization. So you've done this oh, to yourself. So this... Um, so one of my uh, careers is as a proofreader, and uh-huh. I have worked for a few years on video games, which involves being sent large spreadsheets of um, text that have been written by people overseas that need to be corrected, amended, finalized, and then re-imported into the game. Um, that, that's the proofreading job. And on one of the most recent games I had, they had actually hired a different English proofreader because I was uh, unavailable due to other work obligations. Uh, so they had to find someone to fill in. Then they got to a point where they're like, uh, we're having some issues here. Can you tell us? They just flicked out of the blue a message to say, hey, can you just double check a couple of these lines for us? So we opened up this spreadsheet and I started to find, like I was scrolling to the the rows that they'd identified that they needed checked. But as yeah. I was doing, I was reading all of all of what was there, not just the seven rows or whatever, but the, the thousands of, of rows of text. And as I did, I was like, oh, shit. Oh, God. The work that had been done by an English proofreader was real sketchy. <laughs> real, okay. real... Um, forced, forced, and like in that way of like trying to sound smart by like putting a word into a thesaurus and then picking another word and throwing it back into the original sentence, but you don't really know the word that you're using, so it just sounds like someone who's looked into a thesaurus. I'm I'm familiar (laughs) with this technique. I'm sorry, I'm describing what you do back to me. Um, the point being that I looked at all this and I was like, oh, there's actually, I think there's a bit more of a problem here than just these five lines that we looked at. And so I took over the job. I, I, I redid the English proofread again. And one of yeah. the strange little joys of that job was working through this document and finding stuff that just didn't make any sense. Any way that I tried to read it, understand it in context, out of context, historically, like we were, we were talking in period piece so i was trying to see if there was like old slang that it was referring to or anything like this i couldn't do it some of them just didn't make any sense and i started to share them around to people and just Mm. have a laugh because it was just bizarre one of those phrases was fish comma where's the juice in this that's amazing it just it's just i've thought about this sentence for literally over a year now i still think about it <laughs> i don't i don't know what it's meant to mean and i don't know what it does but my sister knew that and she for christmas a year and a bit ago printed that phrase up onto a mug for me and gave it to me oh, <laughs> which that's was very nice. one of the most delightful gifts i've ever been given so i have that's a right. i have a cup now which i love which says fish where's the juice in that um it love yeah, it. it's delightful yeah episode title 
There you go. Oh, yeah, but maybe we do. Um, now, on to slightly less nonsensical stuff. Um, I, I thought I've had two separate stories here, which actually are now kind of related. Um, so I thought you might like to talk about pedestrians and jaywalking. You read, you literally read my mind, Nick. Is it because literally I told you earlier mind. today that that's what I <laughs> was going to talk about? And you said, oh, I'm just, <laughs> uh, no, I was already thinking about jaywalking. And then you was like, hey, what about jaywalking? Well, I was like, oh, fuck, he's nailed it again. <laughs> this guy really knows what he's doing. <laughs> First patents okay. and now jaywalking? I mean, How does 2024, 2024 is off to a, a crushing Get out of my mind, start. Nick. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, look, we'll see what happens. Um, so uh, the, the, the first of these articles here is actually a slightly old Vox article about the history of jaywalking. Tell me up front here, Michael, what you know about jaywalking and what you think this crime is or why it might have started. All right. I'm a big jaywalker myself. Uh, I like to think I'm an adult. I can cross the street. Don't need an adult or the police to tell me when or when not to cross the street. I do understand that there are social rules in place. If everyone started jaywalking, if it was a free-for-all like it is in fucking Southeast Asia, it's kind of chaos. So I get why it's there, but also I feel like I'm different to everyone else and the rules don't apply to me. Um, (laughs) So... I jaywalk myself a lot. Um, I get annoyed when other people do it. When I'm in the car, for example, and I see a jaywalk, I'm like, hey, look at this fucking idiot. Fucking idiot. Just thinks What's those rules doing? don't apply to him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, how did it start? I don't know. It's probably something to do with racism or something. Wasn't it? I mean, it's a pretty good guess. Um, but, but but tell me, what is jaywalking? Define it for me. What do you think? The, what is jaywalking? Jaywalking is when you cross the street when there's no green man or woman. <laughs> Thank you. You're so, <laughs> you're so woke. <laughs> green person. We don't actually know anything about the gender. I, I wish I didn't giggle at the end of that. <laughs> um, yes, jaywalking is, is, is crossing or walking the street or like a road unlawfully or without regard for approaching traffic. Jaywalking, interestingly, from a colloquial sense in the early 20th century, meaning a silly person and walk. So Jay was a silly person. Jaywalking is walking like a silly person. Isn't that sort of delightful? Mm, that's fun. Alrighty. So um, the, in this Vox article here, it runs through the history of jaywalking and actually how it came about because of car manufacturers. Oh, so, uh, everything. So 100 years ago, if you were a pedestrian, you'd just walk across the street. But, of course, today... If there's traffic in the area you and you want to follow the law, you need to find a crosswalk. And if there's a traffic light, you need to wait for it to change to green. Um, to most people, this seems part of the basic nature of roads, but it's actually the result of an aggressive, forgotten 1920s campaign led by auto groups and manufacturers that redefined who owned city streets. In the early days of the automobile, it was the driver's job to avoid you, not your job mm. to avoid them, says a historian at the University of Virginia and the author of Fighting Traffic, The Dawn of the Motor Age in the American City. But under the new model, streets became a place for cars, and as a pedestrian, it's your fault if you get hit. One of the keys to this shift was the creation of the crime of jaywalking, and it runs through this history. This is an interesting article. I'll put it here in the um, the chapter notes here, so go, I'll go and have a read for it. You know your Vox yeah. um, documents. They're always good. But, um, of course, think about this like in, in, in a historical sense. So prior to the 1920s, City streets were considered a public space, 
They're a place for pedestrians, for pushcart vendors, for horse-drawn vehicles, for mm. like trams and kids at play, that sort of thing. Pedestrians would just wander in the streets anywhere they wanted, whenever they wanted, usually without looking. It's like all that old black and white footage where you like see all those people like just crisscrossing around and everyone else has to avoid them, right? Yeah. But then cars started to, um, you know, get introduced to the, the country and to the world. And, and as they began to spread widely, the consequence of that was pretty obvious, death. People kept being hit death. by cars and dying, <laughs> you know. They're, they were most normally pedestrians, not the drivers, and that disproportionately were elderly and children, which had previously been able to just run around in the streets. Um, and so the public response to this was outrage. Automobiles were actually seen as frivolous playthings, sort of like you would have a yacht today. They were, they were considered yeah. pleasure indulgence, an indulgence. Yeah. And there were like these violent intruders that were coming into these public spaces and, you know, it, it, taking over what was once for everyone. Yeah. So before any sort of formal traffic laws were put in place, judges typically ruled that any collision, that in any collision, the larger vehicle, that is often the car, was to blame. In most pedestrian deaths, the drivers were charged with manslaughter, regardless of the circumstances of the accident. Wow. So then deaths were mounting, anti-car activists were trying to slow them down. People were saying you should cap it with like mechanically cap every car with a top speed. Um, and then there was this turning point when in Cincinnati, residents signed a petition for a ballot initiative that would require all cars to have a governor limit them to 25 miles an hour. The local auto dealers were terrified. Like they were like, oh, fuck, this is going to kill our business. They sprang into action and did this big ballot and campaign and everything, sending letters to other car owners and taking out advertisements against the proposal, and the proposal failed. So it, that then galvanized all these like auto clubs, all these car owners, rich people, of course, all across the nation, showed them that like if they weren't proactive with this, all of a sudden sales were going to go down, your rights were going to be limited, this, like the other. And so they all worked together to redefine the street and prevent pedestrians from being able to walk wherever they'd like. Yeah, interesting. So uh, part of this, like, uh, again, I won't go too much further into it, but part of it was an idea of shaming jaywalkers. So they would start to produce this sort of like little propaganda ads and, and like cartoons and things and make the people who are seen to like cross the road dangerously the bad guys instead of the the car owners and they would try and shape the news coverage of car accidents so that it wasn't the driver's fault it was the pedestrian and that they should actually be following these new laws and everything huh that is very interesting actually it's it's kind of analogous to the kind of the uh, weed cannabis uh, propaganda it seemed like to me like you know people were trying to demonize weed as being you know yeah psychotic or something you know like yeah it's uh they kind of it's just it's it's shaming it's, it's literally shaming like certain... victim blaming right like all yeah. these people are being like hit by cars and they're like well that's your fault for being in the way of my vehicle also it's it's kind of a bold stance it's like uh it's like i don't know if, you know if we had we have now we have like instagram and facebook and where we seem like these are new to the to society like these are new things the like we don't know how to kind of deal with them yet and yeah. you know yes it's been like 15, 10 15 years since we've had facebook and instagram and blah 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 but we're also quickly holding them to account and going hey this is this is actually kind of fucking up our 
our kids, whatever. Uh, it's it's kind of bold to me to, to think that cars get introduced. People are just like, wait, what the fuck? There's a fucking flying machine <laughs> yeah. going through the air. Like and speeding like, through, yeah. And then everyone's like, no, you, just, you really need to look out for those flying machines. Well, I haven't I really had a chance. Yeah. Like, Particularly if you're a child and you've just been like running around like you've always done, and then all of a sudden there's like cars around. Um, yeah. The the thing about the J, like just to go back to that start, J meant like a a rube or like a hick, like a a bogan almost, like someone who didn't know how to behave in the city. So these like auto groups, these pro car um, campaigns, started using this word J Walker as in like an idiot who doesn't know how to work in the city who threatened public safety. At first, this was seen as offensive or shocking, and pedestrians fired back, and they called dangerous drivers J-driving. Oh, that's J-driving. Hey, you're, you're, you're a J. You think I'm, I'm not silly. You're silly. <laughs> yeah. I know you are, but what am I? But the word <laughs> caught on. Jaywalking caught on, and it was became like a, a one-word thing. It, it was two words originally. And then, like, safety organizations and the police and laws and everything – became the formal that they, they took it on formally yeah they put it built it into law yeah and the, the campaign was so extremely successful that people don't even realize that the opposite was when it's true that the roads used to be a place you just go wandering around in do you think like i always wonder about roads like like roads define cities they define the yeah. land they not, not the landscape but they they i always wonder about like the, this the roads go so they, they're very long. Some roads are very long. <laughs> go on. <laughs> like, when you know when you go for, like, a drive, you, Melbourne to Adelaide, say, you drive from Melbourne to Adelaide, you ever think, like, this is so far to be building a road. Like, people have built this road, yeah. and it's very, it's quite And it's, vast. there's nothing around. I mean, it is actually a, a marvel of civilization. It is truly it is. revolutionary. The, yes. uh, the, the, I mean, again, talking in an American context, but like the 60s when people were all starting to have like you'd have a family car and everything and they had this huge rollout. I suppose this was everywhere because it was probably all the same industry at the same time. But these the the connection of places via highways and infrastructure yeah. is a dramatic change to how society existed because all of a sudden the places that were literally hours, days, weeks away become minutes you know, hours, days away, and everything is so much closer, not just people but supplies, resources, everything. Yeah. Like that infrastructure utterly changed the world that we live in and and you yeah. just take it for granted. I like I love looking at those then and now photos, you know. Yeah. Like, you know, you see like Unley Road in Adelaide, you know, in the 1910s, yeah. and it's still, it's, still, it's still a road, but it's, it's a road for very different purposes. It's a road for, for horses and, yeah. and, you know, I guess pedestrians to some degree, but but then we still use that road. We build on that road. We, yeah. Then we build a road for cars. We build bitumen. You know, it's like we they they if you if you zoomed up, if you went up in a plane and and looked at especially like a rural town, you know, like you'd see the the the, the, the I guess now they'll have like the pharmacists will will build on the road. But like, I guess back then you, you probably only have one pharmacist and you only have one doctor and you only have one bank and the road will go to those things. The, That's probably not how it works, is it? They probably build, they build the road and then the, they get, the, I don't know. You get what I'm saying. 
Yeah, it, I mean, it, it, it's a gigantic influence on the shape of the place that, and, and how it becomes, right? And sometimes yeah. roads are defined by the geography underneath and sometimes they defy the geography. Like how amazing yeah. is, you know, building a bridge over a fucking ravine or like tunneling through a mountain so that you can drive yeah. the short way. Like we really have wrapped this entire planet in in roads um to an yes. extent that's like hard to hard to even uh, like wrap your head around like how many square kilometers of bitumen is there on this planet like billions how, how, how long does it take you know per meter to build it like it, i've seen i've seen them doing that yeah or laying bitumen over bitumen and it seems like a pretty slow process like that's what, amazing what's the economic um, cost of that what is the environmental cost of grinding up all this shit and putting it down i mean we know that it like tires disintegrate on this road and then they get washed into the water and we have mm. fucking nanoparticles of plastic everywhere mm. what is the environmental cost of a surface that absorbs heat you know like we have these very, gigantic very hot black they're very strip. hot they famously you know heat waves coming hot. off them um, oh yeah, and it is it is gigantic. So like there there is some actual data here that I just I uh, googled. Um, so roads occupy forty thousand square kilometers of area in the U.S., which is about zero point four percent of the land. Eighty three percent of the United States is within one kilometer of a road. Like wow. we have literally paved the earth. Is it weird as well that, you know, when you walk, I'm thinking about like not just roads but paths, you think that we're so, we're so attuned to walking on a path. Like if you're walking on the road, right, you say you're walking on a highway in the outback and then you think I'll walk, I could walk into, into the outback, into the bush. Yeah. Even if it's not that, not that dense. Yeah. Like it seems so, so, uh, it seems so, like you, you sh- your brain kind of will stop you from doing that. It's like this is the path. That this is where safety on. is. Yeah. It's like if you if you veer off the path and roads are paths. Yeah. If you veer off the path, then that's yeah that's that's where that's where it's dangerous. A road like, will take got you that somewhere, somewhere in your brain. But a path is uh, a path is safety, and no path is not right. Like that's animal instinct. Yeah. You're saying it. Yeah. But I, that's how that's but the, that's how we evolved for for millions of years. We didn't have roads. We didn't have paths. We just had the landscape. Yeah. So it's weird that we have developed. Well, we've evolved this kind of trait. But I guess it's like a sheepy. It's like a sheep thing. It's like a you know you follow you follow the pack. It, and essentially, essentially, roads are you following the pack. Yeah. But also, We're so it's, deep on roads. I, love, I love it. I'm so here for it. <laughs> I mean, but like, but that's 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 that animal instinct is correct, right? Like in the same way that a um, a bird, a flock of birds will fly in a V shape because the drag is easier. You know, like a a path that that in ancient, you know, pre, um, you know, uh, civilized times, a path was an easier place to walk because the person in before you had made it flat, had removed the obstacle, yeah. had been there before, you know, like it yes. was an advantage to follow that because it meant that other people had been there first, that it was yes. less effort to tramp down a metre of snow if someone right. else had walked through it beforehand. 
And you can see that with with like cows on a farm. Like if you see drone footage of yeah. cows on a farm, like they'll 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 start to create their own path and then just follow that path yeah. again and again and again and then reinforce the path. You know, like when I when we were driving through um, real dairy country in in New Zealand, of which there's a lot of, when we were there at um, the end of the night, you would watch all the cows come home in a line, and you know they would just yeah. they would just follow each other down the road like in single yeah. file so that clearly there is this this long-held sort of um, herd animal kind of instinct right where you, you where you walk down this 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 um this road towards your destination they're not all just like randomly milling around and like yeah. swarming everywhere not to beat a dead horse and we don't have to do this but like planes have roads as well planes oh, have like uh, planes have their own that you know you, you look on flight radar 24 and they've, you know, planes are typically just going in the same, following the same kinds of routes. Yeah. The, um, yeah. the, the road thing of um, this, this article here talks about the fact that one estimate indicates that there are more than 2 billion parking places in the United States, 2 billion parking places. And there are 290 million cars in the U S so that's, mm almost a, a an entire factor an order of, of magnitude larger in terms of empty spaces there collectively amounting to 26,800 square kilometers of parking lots which are just <laughs> sitting there reflecting heat in the day you know there's no trees on them there's no like green benefit to it they're just fucking death <laughs> this is this is how no water absorption. yeah well, this is how we create the dystopia that we're headed for is that when we start to build, we start to mold our landscape to our needs or to our inventions, you know, like parking spaces. They're just buildings that house machines that we have built to, in order for us to to move. Yeah. But this is like, this is, if, if, if you, you could follow this track down, you could follow this path, if I may, oh, very well to this slippery slope. To you know, who knows what we could? Who who knows what we'll build in order just to to satisfy our immediate needs now? Yeah, and I mean it. It's so like you can see the logic behind the modernization of these like ride sharing apps, where it's like, what if no one owns a car and we all just share a pool? Because surely that's more efficient than all of us having the place to keep a thing that we use right. part of the time, right? Yeah. What if you had an automatic car that just disappeared during the day when you didn't need it and then reappeared when you did and then yeah. no one has to have these extra you know 1.8 billion parking lots to save right. these units in for 20 hours a day when they're not being used you know exactly you like, can see all the inefficiencies just, people are just buying you know like, oh, i need i need a car i'll buy a new car because you know that's 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 going to be more reliable it's like if everyone's just fucking buying new cars like these these are these need to go somewhere like <laughs> yeah. these you don't need everyone doesn't need a new car there are so many cars yeah i mean the the flip side to that of course is that getting onto an electric car from a petrol car is probably a sensible choice not just for your own hip pocket but for the the planet at large but i i, I hear you you don't need to buy a brand new electric car either no well, I, we actually, I, I'm a hypocrite because we're in the process of buying a car and it's not electric and it's going to be new. So. <laughs> Are you really not buying an, uh, an electric? You're buying a new car? I'm buying a Subaru. Well, <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, 
if you'd like to don't. elaborate further, you, you're welcome to. But no. we could just let that sort of hang there as well. No, just uh, I don't, don't do what I say, not as I do. Yeah, Jesus. Well, let, let me circle back around to the start of this because we we talked about jaywalking and, and how public spaces used to be for everyone except cars. Let's revisit this now um, with the uh, idea of traffic evaporation. There's an article by Dario Hidalgo entitled What Really Happens When Road Space is Reallocated from Cars? Mm -hmm. So let's look at this from the other direction. Road development throughout the 20th century was based primarily on the premise that more infrastructure eases traffic. But evidence shows that road building, instead of reducing congestion, actually increases traffic. When travel time by car is reduced and convenience is increased, coupled with the appeal of the private vehicle as a continued indicator of wealth and standing, people are inclined to make more car trips. A recent working paper by researchers from the University of Barcelona confirms that capacity expansion efforts over two decades led to more vehicle traffic, not less, and congestion was not relieved. How about that? A reverse effect to traffic generation is the, is the phenomenon of traffic evaporation, that is, traffic that disappears when road space is reallocated from private vehicles to more sustainable modes of transport, like walking, cycling, and public transportation. While traffic evaporation has been well documented for more than 20 years, most decision and opinion makers are still under the impression that reducing car lanes will make traffic worse. So in 2001, a paper was published reviewing 70 road space reallocation cases including testimonials from 200 traffic engineers and planners in multiple countries, the researchers concluded that predictions of unbearable traffic as a result of reallocating space away from private vehicles were in most cases alarmist. People adjusted their behavior in ways that the traffic models did not accurately predict. When lanes were reassigned from car traffic to higher capacity modes like sidewalks, bike lanes and bus or rail lanes, traffic issues were less severe than expected and traffic volumes significantly reduced. So, um, look, I'll, I'll pop this one here in the chat note as well. It's just been updated with this new link, so go and have a read. But it, it's interesting. It's, it's somehow unintuitive, but it turns out that if you reduce that space and give people more easy-to-use pedestrian, public transport, other sort of aspects in, in and around your city spaces, people drive less, and so the traffic becomes better. <laughs> so uh, it, you don't need to keep adding lanes to make the situation improve in fact it will make it worse i love it so that's a that's a little um road road, road yeah, jay walking jay you know what that makes us nick jay casters <laughs> we're just a couple of hicks that don't know how to podcast in a city yeah <laughs> if you've enjoyed this podcast well i'm i'm glad i feel like really satisfied by an infrastructure focused um, episode. I, I think that it had been overlooked for too long, so I'm glad that you agree. And if you'd like more of that exciting content, well, scroll down that feed because there's plenty of it. Other episodes, other ways to keep in touch. You could jump onto Facebook, you go into Instagram, you could listen on Spotify, you can rate us five stars. We'd appreciate that. And of course, if you had questions, comments, or otherwise feedback that needed to be heard, send it to deepfort at gmail.com and we'll be sure to check it out. Do you have a, 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 a do you want a seggy? Uh. I've got, I've got, a, <clears throat> got a couple of tidbits. Do you have anything? A weird news? you got a weird news? I do. Yeah, I can do a weird news. I always feel like weird news don't hit reliably. Do you, are you confident in this one? <laughs> <laughs> Leave that in. 
That is so hurtful. Well, I'm just saying that. What do you mean? I just like, do I get a laugh from it? I don't always get a laugh, you know? All right. <clears throat> no, actually, you know what? I'm looking at the headline of this and you're not going to, I don't think you're going to laugh. <laughs> okay. I laughed. <clears throat> All right. Yeah, yeah, let's just do whatever you want to do. You know, it's been roughly 16 weeks. Look, I, I, this is this is a rough estimate. But I think the time has come to really balance things out and tackle the other half of the equation here, Michael, with some celebrity bridesmaids. Okay. Play the you, jingle. Well, I don't You don't know. have one. <laughs> Do you want to sing me a jingle right now? I'll, I'll, I'll mute my end and you just... Produce a celebrity bridesmaid jingle right now. Here we go. Celebrity bridesmaids. Short and sweet. Okay, it's sort of it's it's punchy, but it's it's melodic. It's got a sort of a a, a spaciness to it, which I like. A sort of resonance. Yeah. That's yeah, what I, was going I, for. I think when you finish that off and send me the final track, that'll be wonderful. Okay, so now it's my problem. Well, we'll see what happens. Um. This, this was prompted by a, a, a really sort of important hypothetical that we had at the end of last year, which is that Very if you important. were getting married and you needed to fill out that wedding party with uh, celebrities, who mm. do you want? Who do you want there to do those important roles? You know, you've got a best yeah. man. You've got someone who's got a throw your bucks weekend. You know, these are important things. But now let's throw the floor open to the, uh, the other side of the aisle here. Celebrity bridesmaids. Who do we want, yeah. Michael? Good question. Just Googling uh, we- cool Googling women. women. <laughs> <laughs> cool, funky women. Cool, funky women. Uh, all right. Um, all right. So we're just doing this off the top of the, uh, top yeah. of the cranium this is, here. This is unprepared. Um, I'm, I, this one just came to me, and I did just Google cool women, but she didn't come up. <laughs> but okay. I just I, I thought of it as I was doing it. And I'm gonna take I'm gonna take her out because we can't have the same. Is that the rule? Oh fuck! Yeah. Okay, we okay. can't. So I'm just gonna go first and take her out. Jennifer Lawrence, she's mine. Shit! Shit! That's a that's really a good, one, good right? call. That's a really good one. Shit! That's good. She's sweet. She's fuck. actually she might be a little too hot, but she's also got that kind she's of like real down to earth. She's so down to earth. So she's like she's gonna like burp and fart like she, she's like a guy's real guy's oh, girl i know girls hate that that term but like jennifer lawrence well okay fine and i, I guess know, for- i know i know what yours is going to be by the okay. way okay i, I mean I, this is this is me being vindictive right so because i'm it, assuming now that we've actually scheduled these weddings on the same night so none of these people can turn up to both uh that's poor planning from our part but if yeah. you're gonna if you're gonna do that then i'm sorry i'm gonna have to get tina fey I'm I'm okay. taking Faye out of here because what I, I really you're need... gonna go wig. I thought you're gonna go wig. Okay, that's 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 still in the cards. But but here here's what I need Faye for. You need someone who's good with the speech. Someone who can who can handle a crowd, who handle a drunk person, tell a couple of jokes, but is also she's not like fame hungry. She's not gonna yeah. soak it all up. She's there to do a job. She's there to be light. She's keeping it moving. And Faye's done that at the Golden Globes like three times. Like she's just yeah. gonna crush it. She's gonna crush. She's gonna no crush. question. So I'm sorry, Faye is booked that night. You can't have her. Okay, don't want her to be honest. Okay. Um, no, I do. She's lovely. She's incredible. I, I, I should just go polar, really. Um, 
I mean, it's... But I won't. I won't. I, I mean, I won't. to be fair, I won't have Polar because I, I, I'm i not going to... They're, they're too close. They they're, too, they're too close. Yeah. And I don't... It's about me, right? Yeah. And I feel like it's if it was you. them, it would be about them. Yeah. It's interesting because we are actually in the in the process of kind of planning our wedding guest list. Oh, is Faye coming? Tina... We'll send an invite. Okay, well, I don't fine. Know. Yeah, you you gotta try. I'm not paying for a flight, though. No, sure. Um. All right. So, uh. All right. Who else we got? Okay. Now I. Okay. I got. I got Lawrence. She's bringing a little sexy, but she's bringing a little little down to earth. Yeah. A little funny. I feel like she'll put a few back as well. Which I. I think we're looking for different things. I want someone who can party as well. Yeah. Um. But I was. I just wanted. I. I needed that side of the evening arranged right sure. i needed someone to i needed someone to just like get your the, wedding's gonna be so fun isn't it well you never, you never you gotta have someone to keep things in order even if the rest goes off the rails you need one person who you can trust yeah that's all i'm saying phase phase your go-to uh bitch no no we're not gonna use that take no but you're if you're gay you can say that word <laughs> i don't think that's true either is it not <laughs> no. i thought that's how it works no <laughs> okay Go to woman. Yeah. Um, if that's if you prefer if that's that terminology. These days, cancer culture. Am I right? It's gone too far. Um, I want a little gravitas. Okay. Kate Blanchett. Oh yeah. That, uh, what's she going to be like, like in a party though? You know what? I think she's going to go along with Leslie and John very well. Okay. I think so you've thought about it in terms of family dynamics. I think she's going to get along with the family very well. She's a okay. similar age. She's a little bit more elegant, I'll say, than my family. No offense, Mum, if you're listening. <laughs> um, I mean, I think I think we can all agree that Kate Blanchett is a is a god, and that's, she's that's... an incredible. I've been watching. I, I've been watching a lot of Kate Blanchett interviews lately <laughs> for no particular reason. Okay. Apart from algorithm, sure. but I'm there for it. I've been I've been clicking on those YouTube videos, uh-huh. and she is just the poise, the elegance, the sophistication. I'd like that at my wedding. I don't but think it's going to be much. Is she going to have it. a role? Like, what she is she she's just there? Just, yeah, I know, but like, she's not maid of honor. She's not doing a speech. She's just sort of she's just yeah, one okay. of the party. Is that what you're getting at? No, no, no. I, I, I see what you're getting. No, I've got a role for her right now. Okay. Um, She's going to be baking the cake. It's mediator. It's mediator. So she's kind of, she's, she's the, she's the kind of the messenger, the go between of the families. Yeah. Is everyone okay? How, you know, like not that my parents and Lauren's parents won't get along, but like, you know, Kate Blanchett is that like, she's kind of a host. She's in host mode. She's making sure everyone's had a good time. Everyone's got a drink. Yeah. And then everyone's also like, what the fuck, Kate Blanchett? I know. But she'd be really yeah. cool about it, though. Like, she'd, she'd be, be really, so cool. she wouldn't, she'd be, like, so grateful. She wouldn't, like, make it about her. Exactly. She'd just sort and of float effortlessly through this. And you know that she'll do a bump with you in the bathroom. <laughs> she, she's probably, you know, considered it in the past. And I don't think that's slander. I'm just, you know, considering it. You can yeah. think about these things. Um. Okay. So I've I, for the third one. Well, oh, you're on number. Two. I'm still on number two. Um, let me just Google famous woman. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
You know, oh, yeah. you know. I think if you, I think if you've taken Jennifer Lawrence, I think you want a little bit of that wild energy. And I wonder if what I need is like an Emma Stone. Okay, now that's similar energy. That's similar. that's similar energy, but I think the same kind of groundedness, possibly a little bit less liable to like completely let loose. But she still seems like she'd be a fun person to hang around with. Very fun. And I think, i got a feeling that she gets on with gay people. I think she's just like, she's an ally. And I think that she would be like a good butt to have in, in that sort of environment. In this she weird... She definitely does. In yeah. this hypothetical <laughs> wedding, I am still me getting married. I've just employed only bridesmaids for the task. And... <laughs> In this hypothetical, you're still gay? I'm still gay. I'm not. I'm just saying that all of my friends are, uh, all of my party is women this time around. If you, side question, if you yeah. could be gay, if you could make yourself again, would you be gay? Yeah. Oh, dude, I'm so much better than everyone else. It is an unbelievable advantage. But no, is that serious? Is that serious? Yeah. 100%. Oh, that's awesome, Nisa. Yeah, no. Because I would imagine, never be gay. Can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> imagine being straight, though. I mean, imagine looking at another guy and just getting nothing. Just being it's like, you know what overrated. I want? Women. That's that's definitely my vibe. overrated. Not yeah. good. What? A, I'm not. I think I'd be better as a gay person, to be honest. <laughs> I think you know, if you had to go over again, you might as well try. Give it, I give would. it a crack. Pick between the two later. Maybe next life I will be. Gay. <laughs> Maybe give it a no. How about that? Okay, good choice. All right, number three. I've yeah. already got it. Fran Drescher. Now this is oh, uh, uh, this is so this this bridesmaid is going to give my speech. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's what you said. I know. Okay. That's what I said it again as well. Okay. All right. So I've got Michelle Jennifer Obama. Lawrence. I've got. <laughs> I've got. Who was the second one? Uh, <laughs> did you just see? Did you just see what the, the, the your camera just put fucking balloons on the screen because you put the peace sign up? Oh. <laughs> that was very surreal. Sorry. What was, uh, number, what was my number two? Uh, Jennifer, Jennifer Lawrence. Lawrence. Oh, Kate Blanchett. Kate Blanchett, of course. Number three for my speech, and I think she's going to fit in nice, nicely with the former two. Uh huh. Maria Bamford. Fuck she's you! Little... Fuck you! She's gonna give that was... a knockout speech, and That's... you know what? I had it. I know. I had it in the pocket, Michael. I had. You... I sent the invitation, and it hadn't arrived yet. Was that going to be your third? Legitimately, okay. But that's alright. Uh, that's okay, Nick. I'm happy Nick. for you. Nick, spoiler alert. <sighs> yeah, it's you and me getting married. So oh, that's very sweet i mean that's that's no, a great call that's a great maria call. baffert's gonna give and she's gonna i you know i like to i like to unsettle my parents a little bit from time to time just like with just, <laughs> just with the things them. that i say to the music yeah. that i put on you know every now and then i would just put on some just like really weird drone music yeah. and just wait to see what the reaction is and that's kind of what i'm going for with maria here yeah i think she's gonna be great i think she's gonna be sweet she uh-huh. is a very sweet person, but she's also very funny person. and strange, and you have to really get Off on me. her level. You have to be there, yeah. You have to get on her level, and I want a little bit of, like, unsettled feeling in my wedding. 
Yeah, that's a great call, and that's what I was. That's what I I I wanted her as well. But I think I think the same thing is true, right? We're looking for that little erratic edge. I think you have a um, uh, shit. What's her name? The woman from SNL who was uh, in uh, Ghostbusters and oh yeah yeah, yeah. and uh, what's her face? It's weird Barbie lesbian. Oh, uh, shit. Why is her name evaporating from me? It's not Cecily Strong. Uh, I'm going to kill myself. Kate McKinnon. Kate McKinnon. Kate McKinnon. Kate McKinnon. That's, you, you know, I was looking at a Kate McKinnon. I was considering, like, a Jane Krakowski. Mm. Um, I, you know, like a Maria Bamford a is a good call. A little Michelle Wolf. A little Michelle Wolf is a fun one. I think the uh, the possibility of... Uh, like a Julia Louis Dreyfus, interesting. Oh, someone dancing on the like we know that's someone your gravitas. can dance. That's your gravitas. That's gravitas. And, that's and gravitas. That's dance. That's that's that. She's feeling a Kate Blanchett. Wrong. That that is. But I think I'm going to go a slightly different direction here. And I'm I'm also right. well aware that we're only listing white women. <laughs> but I can't. I just can't. If I'm getting married and I'm inviting celebrities, I cannot go past Jennifer Coolidge. I cannot oh. not have Jennifer Coolidge at my wedding, a gay That's wedding, a run. with an absolute space cadet who's <laughs> a completely loopy, crazy person, but that unbelievable is. fun. She's going to be dancing. She's going to be there for the gays, unless they're trying to kill her. It's I, I can't I can't pass her up. That is inspired, Nick. That's yeah. a beautiful choice. So um, love so, the Coolidge. So my uh, my bridesmaids, my celebrity bridesmaids. To recap, Tina Fey, Emma Stone, Jennifer Coolidge, and I got Maria Bamford, Kate Blanchett, and Jennifer Lawrence. Two Jennifers. Yeah, what a what an a, what an incredible uh, wedding we're gonna have together. <laughs> and uh, I'm just gonna throw an Oprah as well just oh just and, Oprah, to, and, and of course oprah yeah, sorry oprah. we should have said oprah was officiating so yeah. we're not racist oprah was completely <laughs> in charge of the whole thing she's actually more important than the rest of us she's and, she's the uh celebrant and uh whoopi goldberg was the dj so that <laughs> <laughs> and i love that all the black women that we know existed <laughs> picked in the 90s <laughs> well you know you mentioned michelle Wolf. oh yeah oh fuck and the other one the other one who was in the mix, and I sh- and I did consider this for a while. The other one who was in the mix for my for my loopy, Amy Sedaris. Amy Sedaris oh, would have also have been very fun, but Jennifer Coolidge. That's, yeah. that's great. Yeah. I love Amy Sedaris, and yeah, hopefully she's listening and and uh, yeah. she'll she'll be chuffed she'll to reach that, Nick. Yeah. yeah, with just the, the add on. <laughs> I'll see you there.